Right, so do you have any uh, money in uh, any stock market or anything like that's been affected by this uh, fucking coronavirus like thing? Oh, no, I don't put money in the like stock markets or anything like that yet. I wish so. Like, that's good money in good places. Like, I know people invest like hundreds of millions of dollars in stock for companies, but no, nah, I don't have anything like that. Well, as in like they do it on behalf of the company or their own wealth of 100 million quid? Um, both. Like some people buy out companies and with stock money alone, like they'll give someone like $800 million in stock for their company as like a loan or money or whatever. And people use that as a commodity to grow. And you know these people? Uh, I, I know a few people, not a lot. I wish I knew more so I could <clears throat> learn some more. Are you like some king, royal king of like... <laughs> California king, like the child of like some rich Californian oh. uh, father who's like owns all the land, like no people like that. Uh, no, no. Well, I've met a few millionaires, yeah, but I've never met any like, well, I met a Saudi prince once. He was really cool. Uh, when I stayed in Oklahoma, this guy uh, was from Saudi Arabia. He lived in a house with four other friends from, from, from wherever. And I swear he was a prince. Like they treated him and greeted him in the house and everything. It was a really cool. Great experience. Wow, whereabouts do you live now? I live in Colorado right now. Colorado. Is it, uh, what's yeah. the weather like? Is it stormy? No, no, we just finished like a little bit of snow, a little snowy weather, but it's, it's kind of like cool. It's not like warm or anything like that, like too warm. It's more like, I think the high yesterday was like 45, 50. Today probably be somewhere around 35, 40. Do you, um, do you know, like, do you know the law of attraction? Uh, yeah, a little bit, kind of, sort of. What's your take on it? Oh, the law of attraction. I don't know, because, like, there's some people you can meet, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, who is that person? You're drawn to them. And they can't, it doesn't even have to be, like, a physical or sexual like, or even mental. It can just be, like, you're attracted to them. And then sometimes it's, like, you're attracted to someone, and they're just repelled by you, like, completely and utterly. And the same vice versa. Uh, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong when it comes to that. It's just kind of how you feel and how they feel. So I used to have a lot of friends growing up and um, there were just people that were there. Like they weren't really like what I would call friends, like people uh, enjoyed spending time with. <clears throat> They'd always put, put you down, always knock you. Why are you wearing that? Why are you doing that? And then you realize that all this negative energy is draining. And so I had to get mm -hmm. rid of them all, sadly. And um, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in that peak where I have the past is so far away, but new people are yet to come into my life. Because I'm in that transition mm -hmm. process of uh, being in the position to be amongst all these great people around the world all the time. Because let's face it, they're not in London. They're not in the same country as me because no. we're all trying to find the same types of people. They're all over the world. So we're living in this mm -hmm. life where we have to find people on the same like belief system as us, but they're in another country. And that's right. just the way it is. You have to like network all in one place. Like all these people, they go to like um, Thailand to find people who are spiritually searching oh, well, like yeah one lives in australia <laughs> one lives in canada one lives in thailand you can't just find them down the pub no way no no yeah you can't you can't go down the street and be like oh man i found this this really cool guy like it took me to travel 600 miles to find someone that i could be like oh that's a real good friend like i moved two states <laughs> 600 plus miles away from home just to be like oh i finally met a few people or one person that's like really cool but that's one out of like you know, 150 people you hang around and you see in your lifetime, you get two or three that stay around. So, like, when it comes to law of attraction, I mean, I feel like I'm shooting, like, 10% out of 100 being, like, okay and good quality people. 
Um, just repeat that last bit again because it cut out. Oh, um, I said when it comes to law of attraction and like me, like gravitating toward people like you who are really creative and stuff like that. I'm like at a 10 percent out of 100 percent, like making it making those meeting those people. I need to get more, like you said, but I'm like at a 10 percent of holding those good people in my life. So, so you're at the Pope, you're at the moment where you are um, trying to find these types of people. Have you let go mm-hmm. of all the bad people or are they still lingering yeah. around? Nope. Nope. Uh, positive energy. Like anybody who doesn't put a positive aspect, like if you're doing a podcast, like you said, and someone's like, oh, that's lame. Nah, get that guy out of your life. He's not there to support you. He's not there to, to do for you. Like only people that's like, oh, man, that's a good idea. You should do that. Those kind of people I, I've been I've been holding down. And I've, I've met a few like yesterday. Um, I got to hang out with some really cool uh, gamers and one's like a master collector. He has probably like 100 grand of, of collectible items in his house. It was crazy. Real crazy. <laughs> wow um yeah like even if you sort of know that there's going to be negative people um it does affect you when you have to acknowledge that that person just said like why are you doing that like you know that's part of life but it has an effect on your energy level simply by just knowing that person is there so that's what right. is important to simply always remove yourself from these people because the energy is affecting your energy even though you're not thinking about them it's just it's there it's like wi-fi mm-hmm. It's there. Uh, it's there. You can't, you, can't, you can't see it. Yeah. So make sure the <laughs> Wi-Fi is, uh, is 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 the right one to connect to because it's just going to interfere with you trying to find all. Where the fuck is my Wi-Fi? Blah blah blah. Which one is it? And then those Starbucks Wagamamas, bloody KFC, McDonald's, O2, like O2 Arena. Where the fuck is it? Like remove all that shit so you can literally just find your yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Have a good connection. Have a good vibe. You know that's always key. So my question for you is, what is something that you like you recommend people do for for their spiritual, physical well-being and not just their spiritual energy well-being? Um, so what do people do like for the physical body based on the spiritual side of things as opposed to like the yeah, mental side of things? You. Yeah, for you, what do you think? What, what is a good thing for you to do or what do you suggest people to do when, when you feel like they need to connect to someone or connect to something and like physically, what do you suggest them? Do you, do you make people work out? Do you suggest reading, writing? What's your goal? So um, I'm not a fan of uh, gym because I don't believe that we are designed to be doing all these types of movements in the gym. You look back at apes and that type of shit. All we were doing is swinging through the trees and that was good enough to build our pecs, our arms mm-hmm. and our legs. We're not designed to be doing all this fucking bullshit. Like, it's not normal. Our skeleton is designed to walk on all fours. And it sort of yeah. became on twos because it picked the apple. And then yeah. it, we're not designed to do that. Um, yeah, you get a good high and a buzz from doing exercise. But it's like a drug. You get your high and then you get your low. Um, and then you're yeah. sort of trying to maintain that feeling. It's like, if you don't start, if you don't keep going to the gym, your muscles will weaken and your skin has stretched to, 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 in order to cope with yeah. the muscle. And then you stop going to the gym, the muscle weakens. They've got a big saggy <laughs> bit of skin. It's why a lot of fat people, they lose the weight, but they're just left with all this excess skin. And that's actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I personally believe that we age in terms of wrinkles. Because if we are okay. eating and we put on weight, our skin has to stretch. And as you get older, you lose the elasticity, which means that right. if you've put on weight or you're just a fat average person, your skin is going to be stretched and it's going to lose its elasticity as you get older. It's going to be even more wrinkly. Whereas if you look back to like tribesmen, they're so skinny, they don't have wrinkles. They don't fucking yeah. have wrinkles. Like an 80-year-old tribesman is still the same shape, same, same figure. He's got his pets, he's got his abs. He's not wrinkly. Uh-huh. And you couldn't tell the difference that he was 80 or 
or 20. He's like, what is a number? I just came out my yeah. mother's vagina and I'm still here hunting for a fish. He doesn't know what age yeah. is. So wrinkles, I believe, are based on a, on a, on on like the weight and like how we stretch uh-huh. our skin. But to your question, um, always going for walks. That's all you need to do. Don't need to run. Don't need to jog. Just walk. That's the thing that every animal does. Okay. No animal runs apart from if it's been chased by another fucking animal. Or right. hunting. Yeah, that's fact. They no one runs unless they need to. <laughs> so yeah, walking is is what I do to keep my physical spiritual side up um apart from eating clean drinking water walking is so important like everything becomes better after you walk whether you think about stuff or not just by nature being out in the open the oxygen the air the animals the birds to eat in that like Mm -hmm. grounds me um i like that you spoke on you said um keeping things clean like i feel like a cluttered space like people don't realize how much that impacts you like yeah you might be like oh it's okay my room's dirty i know everything is but that's not that's not good, like good air. You get energy area to, to be in. You always want to be somewhere that's tidy, somewhere that's cleaned up so you can breathe. I feel like like after I clean up my kitchen at, in the morning after work or after I clean my room up, I'm like, oh, man, I feel oh, I feel so much better. It's like a weight's lifted off your shoulders or something. So like I think being in a clean environment also is like my biggest my biggest tip to people to be mentally ready or physically ready is like a clean space. That's like thing one. Absolutely. Like, um, I have a system that I use to myself, use to my family, and I use on certain friends and my mum's friends. And it's the same system. So before you suddenly become enlightened and seek out new change, you've got to deal with the old shit. You've got to yeah. go through all your clothes before you start buying new clothes. You've got to go through your garage in your loft, in your bedroom, clear out all mm-hmm. the bullshit before you start praying that God brings a miracle or you get a new job. Because right. you, you can't just jump into the future because you've come from the past and all that shit is pulling you back just like when you have to remove the old friends to bring new friends how many how many fucking friends you end actually see in a week like maybe four yeah. five six so if you've got like 20 from school and you want to <laughs> attract four new people you can't see everyone so you have no. to let go of that my bedroom used to be cluttered my brain my thoughts was my bedroom every idea every mm-hmm. thought paper product idea phone fucking leads where the fuck is this lead <laughs> bollocks everywhere yeah no joke yeah. i've binned everything in my room and i was left with just a bed i had no mac i've oh, I've, wow. I've, I've been my laptop i've been my phone i wiped my mac wiped my phone um i didn't have a phone for two years i've been my tv been my piano all the things that i depended on i was left with just a bed until I accepted and became happy with nothing. Because I was learning all the law of attraction, realized how much you depend on materialistic stuff. And I imagined I was Jesus back in the day. What did he do? He just oh, had water, yeah. a bed. Food and water. Yeah, people. exactly. And I literally went back to just a candle in the bath, no bubble bath, just water and a candle. Okay. Um, myself, my thoughts, my presence, my awareness, and, and a bed. And... Um, and I became so happy with nothing. But I lived that life for literally two years until I realized, okay, if I want to start doing podcasts and YouTube and shit, I need a phone. I need a laptop. And I had to go back into this pattern. I, don't, I didn't want to. I don't want to. But I had no choice. But um, it was incredible um, just going back to, as I said, what did Jesus have? And he was the happiest <laughs> fucker on the planet, <laughs> if he was even a real person. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. No, I, I completely agree. So um, I tell people, if you have nothing, 
and then you want for nothing. So like, if you don't have a big TV, you don't have to worry about having like cable or anything like that. Like I went, I got off social media like 10 years ago or something like that. I was off social media for quite a while. No Facebook, no Snapchat, no Instagram, no, you couldn't, you couldn't reach me unless it was a text message or even an email. Like that was the only way to reach me or a call. Um, and then I did that and I was like on no social nothing. And all I did was I was productive. I worked fucking 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day. Or and then I came home and I cooked, I cleaned, and I just sat at home and chilled. Um, and that really lets you like let you know who you are. Like once you get rid of all the the, the ex distractions and drama, I really feel like like that helps me kind of ground myself and pick where I wanted to go as far as my next steps. Like oh, today I'm I'm here, but what? How do I get to there? What do I need to do to get to my own business, or what do I need to get to get to that car that I want? Or, or something like that so like i got rid of all that unnecessary stuff like you said and i just got focused um and I, I mean i just put myself into work for many years so like it, yeah i stay focus is key also like gotta gotta know what you want if you don't know what you want or you know where you're going you're you're lost absolutely i did the same thing for social media i came off all social media i had like a thousand three hundred friends that were just on there since i was like 13 at school when I was 21 I did this that many people how do you talk to that many people that's the thing you meet him on a night out have you got Facebook you meet him down the pub have you got Facebook you fucking meet him at a party have you got Facebook and all of a sudden you've got all these people on Facebook you're seeing all their bollocks all their bullshit and all their wines and all their look at my car okay and one by one I deleted every single person and I was left with the seven people who I actually saw and then as I left those people it became six then it became five and then it became four Eventually, I had zero friends on Facebook. I didn't need the fucking Facebook. And it was the oh, same for yeah. social media. And then I literally came off social media. I went from my contact list to my phone book on my iPhone. I had oh, like yeah. fucking, who the fuck is John for? John New. John Mob New. Who the fuck is that? Like, who the this guy? Who the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah. And I deleted yeah. all these people and I was left with my seven people. And then eventually, as I said, I didn't see them anymore. And I didn't have those people anymore. And then I just had a shitty little like Nokia phone like we had 50 million years ago. And life was so simple. I just used to play Snake at the train station. It was fantastic. Um, I but yeah, Tetris. What I, I found is that you become out of sync with the rest of society because everything yeah. is based on these things and you become isolated and people forget about you. If you don't see what you're doing or what you've bought or your new watch, your new shoes, people forget about you. And I realized that yeah. it's important to, to show people that you're there, even though you aren't focusing on them being there that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah uh, being uh, uh self-aware not self-aware but uh, expressing oneself is always like a key point too you can't like even in those times like it was good that we that i came out of all that social media and i stepped back to stay focused on work and building building the life but that also you lose out on those one-on-one connections you lose out on meeting people like you because like you said you had to come out of that of that self-time to make a podcast to build connections and things like that. And that's why I did it. I want to make friends. I want to make business partners so I can do whether it's a cooking class or whether it's a make a clothing line or something like that. Like you can't do that unless you meet people. So it's like this double-edged sword that we play a fine line of, oh, do you do you go on social media or should you stay off of social media? Or should you go hang out with this person? Should you stay away from this person? Are they going to use you or and like, we shouldn't have to worry about that because we live in a world now, I feel like, where everyone peaches pre- peace and like positivity, but we only promote and act as war-driven uh, people. And it, it's really uh, confusing. 
<clears throat> so I believe that, for example, Ape um, ended up experimenting with a magic mushroom, for example, which <laughs> simulated part of the brain okay. that never like really that. had never really been activated before and that's how we basically evolved and if you go back in time you know cocoa people cocaine for example we must have experimented with like drugs and stuff to, to in order to evolve like this because we literally just suddenly became like that and like there has to be yeah you can't na yeah. nature can't just do that something has to happen like when we take for example a um, hallucinogenic drug we become spiritually awakened and that we realize everything is right. bollocks anyway so it's the same type of thing <laughs> but um um, if you go back in time and sort of think where we came from, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Let's find out. Um, <laughs> I'm honestly, I just fucking. Uh, what, what was the question? What were you saying beforehand? Just as you finished? Oh, like how, how we're a species that talks about being peaceful, but. Got we it, got it, got it. So basically, um, like for example, when I go on Tinder, my brain now wants to go on Tinder again. But if I'm not on Tinder at all, but Tinder's not in my thought process. If yeah, I'm thinking about having a pack of crisps, if I know there's a bag of crisps in that drawer, I'll be thinking. It's hard to say no. But if there's no crisps there, I'm not like getting in my car, going to the supermarket like, I need some fucking crisps. I need some crisps. I know it's open. So what I've realized <laughs> is that whatever you feed the brain, whatever the brain, whatever right. feeling the brain gets, that it, it wants more of that feeling. It's like a plant mm. wants more water, more sun, more mm. more space. It will just keep growing and growing and growing. Um, with the right conditions, everything manifests, like cells divide, stars are born again, energy attracts and whatever. It just seems to be that it's either nothing or everything um, and that everything responds to everything and it just creates more and more and more. So because of this, if our brain is not, it is, our brain works like when you have a feeling or do something, you need more of that feeling. Whether you play basketball, play an Xbox game, read a book, you want to read more of that book. You want to play more Xbox, more basketball. But then the right. more you do it, the more your brain wants it. So you become like addicted to every single thing. So yeah, how do you drug. control things that give you a nice feeling without having to do it so it takes over your life? But then, you know, if you don't do it, you, you're fucking a monk in a forest of nothing. Like you have to <laughs> yeah. have that fine line. Um, I mean, self-control, like that's a lot of people don't have, you know, that's why we have people that just, oh, I, I can't have a new phone. I'm just going to go steal one. You know, that, that self-control, that drive to be persistent for yourself. Like, like every, we live in a, in a world now where people are just given everything they want. It's like, oh, you want something new here? It's yours. You want something this? You can go get it. It's like, everything is so instantaneous that people don't want to wait or take the time or be patient to to get the reward of like, oh, I saved up for this. Like my entire life, no one has given me anything of, of extreme value. I bought my own car, bought my first phone, you know, like I bought all my, my first pair of like really nice pair of shoes, like all those things in life that people see as like, oh, I gotta have it, I gotta have it, are really rewards. And we get confused on what's an award and what's a necessity. And I live my life by necessity only. So yeah, I'll, I'll go out to eat, but I cook at home all the time. You know, I'll go by, go see a movie, but I'm not going to out to eat and going to the movies every day, every other day for lunch. Like, no, I'm gonna come home and cook. That's, that's part of like being diligent on being constant um, on you, you know, making sure that you take care of yourself. But yeah, I think it's like, we, everything's just given to people and people don't earn like no one's not earning anything anymore everything's like oh someone else did it for me so i should have it that's not that's not the way it works yeah, that we're, we're, 
Um, yeah, so like I tell people, like my mum, for example, don't just go on the credit card. Don't just get it on finance. Save up. Know that yeah. you're working towards a goal and every time you save another £100, you're one step closer to getting your, for example, your new sofa. That becomes fun. Now you're going to work for a purpose because yes. you're now like, I'm almost going to be on my sofa. And then you're looking at magazines leading up to it. That is what mm -hmm. makes life. Now what's happening is that we're at work. Everything's financed. Everything's on contract, credit card, loan. Someone else is bringing it through to us. There's no yeah. purpose. There's no enjoyment. And yet we're going to work to kind of pay off the the bills or the debts to get this new thing but there's no feeling there's no reward that's why we want the next new phone the next new ipad the next new game the next new top because we're not getting that feeling that we are expecting to get which is that the process not the destination it's like the feeling of working towards something like when an animal hunts for food it doesn't know when it's going to get the food it's just like hunting it's, it's doing its thing yeah yeah it's like you can't wait to find the mate like he hears the and he's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so fucking horny. I'm getting close. <laughs> he doesn't know where the, where the owl is, but he's working towards it. And that feeling of, like, reward and, like, effort and reward. Now we're sat on our fucking phones in our office. We're bored shitless. Want all this stuff to make us feel good. Doesn't make us feel mm -hmm. good. We get someone else. Yeah. And then we're in all this debt. All because of what? We want this stupid fucking £1,000 iPhone, which is going to be £400 next year. Right. Oh, my bad. My my cat, he was like, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hey, can I join the podcast? Yeah, he's definitely, he's a cuteness. He's like all on my back. Sorry. Um, no, like it, I, I agree 100%. We, people don't lack that determination to just, just wait, you know, like don't, don't just go buy it, you know, save up for it. Like I remember when I bought my PlayStation 4, I was working uh, at a, um, uh, what was I working at? A Marriott. And I mean, I saved every tip for like three to four weeks to get all the money. And I remember the last day I was like, oh, my God, I got enough to get my PlayStation. I was like, I was excited. And this guy was like who I work. He was like, oh, I wish I had someone, to, somebody to buy me a PlayStation, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, first of all, I didn't have anybody buying it. I've saved my tips for this. So you back off. <laughs> and I was like, I got off work. And I was like, I was just the happiest person because like. I saved all this money. It was like I was like a candy candy shop. It was like Christmas. And it was the middle of the year. It was it was just like a good moment. And um, same when I like I got my first car. I paid for that when I paid it off. I was like, ah, I paid my car off. This is amazing. I, you know, like those feelings of achieving something or doing something for yourself that that uh, that you set so high, you know, or set at a certain point you reach it. It just feels good. Those are those real good endorphins. They make. You feel good for you, not someone saying, oh, you look pretty today. No, I know I look good today. I feel like I feel good from this. And that's I feel like that's what we miss out on, because like you said, we're just doing shit because we're bored. There's no real feeling behind it. And I feel like that's important, especially when it's um, when it comes like like when people get tattoos, they just, oh, I just got a tattoo for the hell of it. No, like get something that means something. So when you look at it, it brings back that emotion, brings back that same chemical release of when you got the tattoo of excitement, you know, um, so yeah, that's that's what I feel like. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no one, no one's patient. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to wait. And that's like that's that is life. Like years ago, our parents like they would have to wait days to see the the friend coming from say another state because they'd have to 
It wouldn't just be like Travel cars up. and planes. Yeah. You'd have to like, I don't know, get lots of coaches, lots of boats, lots of trains, lots of cars. And that's like, oh, they're four days away. I can't wait. Like, or three days, two days, one day. That's the excitement. Like, and they're they're posting letters along the way and they're, you know, receiving them. Yeah. That's what right. life is. And nowadays it's like, I want it now. I want a fucking Uber Eats right now. I want a McDonald's right now. Why can't you just go through your day, wait for the end of the day, I mean, get in your car and drive to McDonald's. That process, it's like being at school. Uh, I used to hate school. But then it's all of a sudden, I, I had PE coming up, like the, the last lesson. I remember mm-hmm. just thinking like, fuck's sake, I hate school. And then I suddenly become aware I've got PE. And now those four classes before were just and like, exciting. And it was like, like, I can't fucking wait. And my mm-hmm. energy increased just based on my mindset remembering I had PE. And all of a sudden, I was now looking forward to going through the classes rather than like, what the fuck do am I even here? And um, we're we're missing out on on it's a blessing and a curse, like being uh, but waiting because we don't want to wait. But actually, that's what makes us feel good. But no one's waiting that you don't remember what it feels like. Right. I I, I yeah. I I love it. Speaking on like you went to you talked about school, but if you could learn from one person in history, like you could bring them back, talk to them for one hour, who would you who would you want to talk to? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know, um, Buddha or Jesus. Like, just to ask them. Jesus, <laughs> was it real? What really happened? Did you yeah. write that? Book? Are no. you even a person? Like, I, uh, yeah, like, no. Just like ask him um, how he became aware. Like, you work out stuff in your head, right? God, the law of attraction, consciousness, whatever. Did he work it all out in his head, or was he told by another person? Okay. Does that make sense? Because obviously I worked yeah. through this shit out myself and I learned from other people that what I was working out was the same as what they were working out. But right. did he learn himself like to forgive these people because they don't know what they're doing and he puts me on the cross? Or did somebody teach him, like his father or whatever, or an uncle, uh, or did he read a book about the law of attraction? It's just the same thing, but in his okay. day, law of attraction. That, right. That's probably what I would ask him. Okay. Um, I would want to talk to either Da Vinci or like... Uh... Um, or like another great engineer. I don't know who, like whoever built the first sky uh, sky tower in Japan or something. Like I would want to talk to someone like that just to pick their brain on like how did you come up with this invention? Like how did what made you put a ball in a socket and call it a joint? What made you like what made you make this machine that can shoot twelve different uh, little musket balls at one time and drive down the field? Like how did you come up with this? Like what drugs were you on or what was your inspiration? Because like I've seen Da Vinci's drawings and he's like one of, he's the greatest inventor ever to be, to, I mean, ever seen, I feel like, because he created things of his, in his time that we, we are just now coming up with or thinking about making. And he made it in his time, what he had. And it's, it's mind blowing, you know? So I would want to be him or Edison. If I could talk to either one of those two, I, I definitely like, I enjoy it. Edison just saw the theory on black, on black holes. That's it. Imagine like um, a, a board of CEOs, right, for a company, Disney or whatever. Like, obviously, they will create and write themselves. But what if the whole board took a magic mushroom or smoked a joint and now they're all sitting there with their pen and paper? Can you just imagine the, the creativity and the ideas that they would all come up with? But because, like, does that even exist? Do companies do that? I don't know, but I know when I open my company, I'm going to be doing that because, like, how else will you spark creativity? 
like I feel like Google is is the key people when it comes to like in, intellectual positive positive influence because they give their people nap areas, games, meals, places to sleep. Like they give them what they need to live so that their their creativity is free. And if I could do the same thing, you like the possibilities that you get out of people are greater. They're happy. They're feeling good. Like you do your best work when you're when you're happy. Like yeah, you might. You might come up with a, with a great idea when you're mad and you're putting that energy into that. But at the same time, you can get that same brilliant idea if you're talking in a room full of five people who are creative. Oh, let's do a show about a fish. Oh, this guy. Oh, let's do a show about a fish that has a top hat that, that works at a market selling fish. Oh, let's do let's do it at an octopus instead. And then he has a he has a monocle and blows bubbles every time he talks. Like, you know, like the the creativity, how it builds on top of something, I think is is key. So like I would love to just be around something like that. And I bet that. If they're not doing that at Disney, they fucking need to be doing it. They'd probably get better shows. That or Cartoon Network, either one. <laughs> That's the thing, right? You know, weed is like legal in most places in America anyway. So just imagine you've got Weed Wednesdays, right? Where mm. every Wednesday morning between, um, I don't know, like between... Um, it's like eight or some shit. Yeah, like between 10 and 12 on Wednesdays, you order Domino's and you all smoke weed, right? So you've got yeah. the food, you're happy, you're with people, and you're smoking joints. And you've got your whiteboard, your vision board, piece of paper. And the CEO's like, right, guys, we need to make a new film. <laughs> come up with an idea. John, what have you got to mind, John? He's like, well, imagine the skyscraper with a plane. <laughs> and, then, and then literally, when everyone's sober, you look back at these ideas, and you're like, John, that idea was fantastic. And he's like, was that me? Was that me? I don't remember doing that. That was me. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, you are, John. Why do you not think about that all the time? I guess it was the weed. Like, shit shit really could change, like, if you were influenced on something, especially if you think that man has evolved based on this, like, you know, change in the mind. What do you reckon? No, I I completely agree. That's why I'm I have the tendency, like, anytime I'm walking and I have a thought or I I write something that's like wordplay, I Put it on your phone, write it down, speak it into a voice memo, but put it on paper because when you forget it, you're like, man, I wish I remembered that at that time. But it's like whether I'm drinking, smoking, just chilling or anywhere walking, like that's important. If you have a brilliant idea or in the moment that you're like in the shower or something, just try to get your ass out that shower and write it down. Because when you can you can go back six months, three weeks and just read it and like set a timer for yourself, like reread this in a month and just set it to the side. And you'll be surprised. Like I've written stuff, and I'm like, and I'll come back to it. I'm like, I wrote this. This, this is weird. Like, what was I doing at the time when I wrote this? How was I feeling? Because this is not something I would normally write, or this is not something that I would normally come across when I do write. So I feel like that reflection also sees your growth as a, as, as your mental mentally grow, and as you oh self aware grow as well. That <coughs> that is fascinating because. Like, I've looked back at stuff that I've written in the past. Like, I find an old note or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's interesting to think, what were you doing to make you think like that? Why did you think like that? And sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes something does happen. Sometimes you read it and you do that thing now. But it's interesting how the brain has, it just shows the brain has so many thoughts that are necessary and unnecessary. But only when you compare do you realize this? Because most of the time you're just sort of thinking all the time. But when you compare to the past, you're like, God, what the fuck was I on about? Or God, that makes sense. It's just like, it's fascinating thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And that goes back to when people like, you know, sit your ass down by yourself. Don't always have someone around. Take time to reflect, 
you know, I mean, affirmation and confirmation are great to get from people, but you also need it from yourself. Stop. Say that last bit again. It cracked up. Oh, I said affirmation and confirmation are like the two biggest things that everyone seeks, but you need it not only from people, but you got to get it from yourself. So like sit down, confirm with yourself, affirm with yourself, make sure everything's okay. Like, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? What, what can we do to make you, you better? Like have those conversations, you know, like, yeah, it, people find it weird to talk to yourself, but if you do it, I guarantee you'd have a, a great conversation and understand like, what is it you really want? Because you can give someone great advice, like, oh, hey, hey, this and this happened. I need help with this and this. But as soon as you like in the moment, you're like, what the fuck do I do? You know, ask yourself the same questions. Do the same response techniques and tactics as you would for a friend. Yeah. So when I um, I spend a lot of time in my head um, trying to work things out, suss things out, whatever. And then when I started to speak out loud, that is when things started to change, because now I could hear it out loud as well as like sort of hear it going around in my head. And so like you're managing a company and trying to work a way to do something. You are the company, like you are the employee, you're managing yourself. So obviously you're speaking, it's you, but you're hearing yourself say it and then you're taking action as if you're managing a company. And um, yeah, by speaking out loud, you really learn and, and hear things and things are different as opposed to just not. And so affirming to yourself, um, it's like crediting your employees when they've done something good. It's crucial. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. So where do you, where do you see yourself? Like by the end of this year, this year, what is something that you feel like you want to achieve or need to achieve? So I want to have had, um, I want to be able to do 20 podcasts every month until the end of the year. So 20 podcasts 20 episodes or 20 different podcasts. Uh, like this this is a, this is one okay. right for okay. example okay. right so episode podcast whatever i set my goal of 20 by the 28th of feb as of this moment okay. i will achieve that goal exactly on the 28th of feb right i'll have my 20th okay. podcast on the 28th of feb so based on that i want to do 20 a month so that's 12 times one 12 times 20 240 whatever right so that is my goal um the goal will be obviously to monetize podcasts and get income so then i can actually go out and seek people to do it with in person. So I want a podcast van. So imagine like a caravan. I can live in one section. I can drive. But then I've okay. got a podcast studio in the back. And it literally just has to be. A mic like, and, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, like a nice background of some like blanket, guru blanket, two mics and my phone, right? So yeah, I can literally travel, for example, from state to state, finding random people along the way. Come in my come in my van. Let's do a podcast. We do a podcast. Come in my van. I won't kidnap you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I move on to the next place. But for example, it'll be in London. So I want to be able to have a van or podcast van. So let's say ten grand's worth. And um, okay. I sort of have a parking space in London, which is like mine. I can live on it, and I can bring people back, and I can see people. That's the goal at the moment. Um, just. Because my, my, my end goal was to have my own talk show. I want to take over like Jimmy Fallon's talk show or James Corden. Yeah, in three, that. that was really awesome. In three years. So three I need to years? sort oh, man. In three years. So this is like the first stage of interviewing, speaking, being smart, being funny. And then I trust that it will flow and somehow it will get me to like the talk show. Similar situation. You'll be on the couch. I'm here. The teleprompter's there. 
it's I'm yeah. I'm visioning out this right now in the same situation where like, I'm interviewing people I don't know, but we're just connecting and as humans and uh, yeah, no, I'm I gonna get this great. talk show. No, I think that I think that's great. So if you get on the if you get the, the new Jimmy Fallon, I'm gonna definitely be like, all right. So you remember that show we did like forever ago? We need to do a re. We need to come back. We need to do another one. <laughs> Absolutely, like you'll come on the couch and I'll be like, so uh, so what are you doing with yourself now? And you'll be like, oh, I'm a I'm a, a director of uh, this whatever <laughs> film, like you said, like three years ago. And be like amazing, and then we'll go out and do a carpool or something. <laughs> yeah, no. So like. I think that's great. I mean, you definitely have the charisma for it. And, you know, I, I say shoot for the stars. Like, go go as far as high as you can, like, you know, to be the max. My goal right now, by the end of this year, I want – I've set three goals. So, one is to do at least two episodes of, of a show uh, a month. And that's, like, either appear on a show or record a show of myself. I want to do uh, two clothing designs by, that I just focus on this year. So, like, nothing crazy, but I just want to – focus on like two really nice designs that I personally like to push. And then I want to work with more directing um, for like photo shoots or small, uh, small, like little clip videos or whatever. I want to do more into that. Uh, and then I want to try to build my network. So I want to get at least two people on my team as far as like permanent positions to be like, Oh, I have someone that does my social media. Oh, I have someone that does this and this for my email. So like, that's that's my goal. And then I can start having my company build from there because branding is everything. So I'm working on branding this year, getting my getting my own brand to be a service or be a product. And so because everything is online, do you think that it's just a waste of time, for example, making up a shop, a physical shop? Is it no doubt, no question that you have to do this online, whether it's drop shipping or having a warehouse and shipping it? But online, none of this like shop or whatever. Um, I think it's good and I think it's a it it depends because some people's um, niche if you would doesn't require them or really doesn't need a shop because it would be a waste of space like you wouldn't get people coming in buying shirts you know if if it's like a boutique where shirts are like two or three hundred dollars you know a lot of people just would rather get it online that way they're not dealing with like theft or or like dealing with um, employees they can just do it themselves have the stuff in their house and ship it to them. And then there's people that I, I know that have brick and mortar, you know, that's what, that's what you would call a store, a brick and mortar, uh, that, that it's great. And like, they're doing toys or they're doing knickknacks or they're doing clothes or even if they're doing sex items, like, um, you know, depending on that niche, it, it, it has to be what, what you're selling or what your product is or service is. Like you say, you have, you do a podcast van, like your niche, your brick and mortar is the van. Like you have a place where someone can go like a studio to perform versus like, like this where we're doing everything online, you know, it's the same way. So like, how does it feel to you? Is it better to have someone next to you when you record or is it better to have someone that's, you know, a few thousand miles away in a whole nother country and you're just having a casual conversation. So like it, it's what you, it's pretty much what you would prefer and what your niche calls for. Again, <clears throat> obviously, I'd rather a real person in front of me because of the way the world works. You can't find these types of interesting people like you in, in like London because they just don't exist. You might find a few here, a few there. But right. really, all this like a consciousness of being awake and stuff is all online anyway. They've become awake because of stuff online. So you have to access these people online. They're going to be in another country. So obviously, you can't get on a flight to America just to do one podcast. It's just not realistic. I'd love to do no. it in person. But... 
based on how everything works at the moment, you ha- I have no choice but to find these people online because there just simply isn't enough people right where I am. And then you think about the money costs and stuff. Like, this is free of charge. This is fantastic. Yeah. If the audio is audio, what's the difference? The difference is that you can't yeah. really speak in sync with each other because it interrupts it. That's the only real difference. So as long as you get, like, the, the backwards and forwards, your turn than my turn, it's no different to being in person because you're supposed to let them finish anyway. And, like, you know, you're supposed to listen and then speak. So it's really no different. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's a, the hard part that uh, that some people can't get behind sometimes, too, because, like, like I said, I want to go hang out with a friend I haven't seen in almost, like, two years. And, and um, his roommate is, like, a super collector of all things. Um, but, like, we were trying to explain to someone a TV show, and we had, he had three people yelling at him three different, like, details of this TV show versus it being, like, oh, hey, da-da-da-da-da, this, and then someone picking up from there. Uh, you just have like five people shouting information at you and you're trying to like take it all in and understand it all. So it was, it's like really funny to see the different communications that you have with people to where like I've worked with people where you're talking and like the person next to them just automatically cut, jumps in and cuts them off. Like that's a pet peeve. That's very disrespectful. So, you know, I think it's great. And also it's potent for people to to like listen to podcasts, see how they they do wait. Like they let someone talk and get their idea out before they interrupt them or they let them vent about a situation or, you know, or, or rant or, or if you choose about something to, um, to, to allow them to get their idea out before you interject or before you say your thought. That's the thing. This is the reason why I think a lot of people are very angry in life because they just want to be heard. They just want to be listened to. Even if it's for like a minute or two minutes, people just want to be heard. Like they want to, express their they want to re, they want to release that energy in terms of sound like you know negative thoughts negative energy negative sound they just want to release that and because the other person also wants to release that energy too you have two people don't want to listen to each other because they both want to get their side out first and then you sort of just you don't really go anywhere so yeah people People don't listen anymore. They just want to speak. And there's nothing worse when you've got two people who both want to be heard and both don't want to listen. You've got, like, two bloody Hitlers. They're both trying to they're both trying to kill each other. You need, like, this yin and yang, like the negative and positive, the doctor, the, the, uh, the, the student. Somebody has to, like, know the rules, which is listen, be heard, and then address. Um, it's the only right. way. Like, two cars can't go down the same road if there's only one space for one car. Um, that's, that's true. You're angry. Yeah, no, I I agree a hundred and ten percent about that. Like that's like I said, that's important. Those that communication. I feel like communication is the one thing they don't teach in school. They don't teach at home. Um, at, well, I wouldn't say not not all of people, but the majority of us, we don't get taught how to communicate. We get taught as a child. You get yelled at, and then you get told like, okay, now go to your room or or go go away or you know you get sent. So you don't get a chance to to voice yourself all the way until you're an adult. And then when you're an adult, you're like, no, you can't tell me nothing. Da, da, da. You know, then you're like, I can voice myself. I, st- I got to stand tall. And that's not that's not what we should be taught. We should be taught to everyone has an opinion. Everyone opinion opinion may not matter in a situation, but it it's always valued. Like it should always be taken into consideration in some form or fashion, even if you don't give in or even if you don't uh, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, you know, it, it's OK. I find it fascinating how some cultures and some people and some like some people are so good at listening that they go, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then you'll finish speaking 
and they haven't even realized that you finished speaking and it's their turn to speak like they're so good at listening that they're i mean they might just be like going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're not listening at all but the point yeah. is that they're in such a listening mode all the time that they suddenly forget that you're done and then they speak but it's like as i said some cultures they're, they're taught to listen for example by their parents or their culture it's just what you do and there's some people in places that people just like nah, 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 and then someone else comes in nah, 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 nah. you know like um and it's just like disastrous and then you look at the quality of those people's lives and there is a significant difference to people who who can listen often because they've already been heard themselves and you look mm-hmm. at people who haven't been listened to and they're just a fucking disaster like a nightmare like a typical like redneck caravan and all these people chatting you, <laughs> say, Fuck him, you know like <laughs> like a typical like film like you know what I mean? Family Guy yeah, they're, episode they're or whatever. Just like, yeah, there's like, I, I got it. You, no matter what you say, I, you got to hear me out. Uh, like, and that's great. I feel like that's that's fine. You can be that person, but you know, everyone has their time, their moment, and and it's it's really up to you to like either you can wait for your moment or you can take your moment. You know, those who wait for their moment, their moment lasts a long, a lot longer. Those who take their moment, it's a lot shorter because it's in that moment. It's quick. But those who wait for it, it comes and then you get to just sit in it. You get to bask in it and it lasts 10 times longer. It lasts, uh, you know, what could be a, a minute here. It can last hours there. What I find is that when you, when you listen before speak, like if you're in a room, if you just simply listen and, and observe, you end up not having that need you don't feel the need to speak because you just can't be bothered like there's such a relaxing meditative thing about just listening to people that you don't feel the need to speak um and i used to be someone who used to always speak and not listen and then my father used to make me listen and he says i'm speaking and i have to wait sometimes he would talk for fucking five minutes and my brain is going ballistic with all these ideas all these thoughts i've got to write them down in case i forget and like my brain was going berserk to the point where I was so focused on just saying what I wanted to say, saying those thoughts and those ideas that I'm not listening anymore because in my brain I'm trying to remember, okay, that point, that point, that point, that point, that point. And then eventually I learned if you just listened, those thoughts become irrelevant at the end. You get the answers. If you fucking listen, they become irrelevant. You forget them anyway. So as I said, you become so relaxed in listening that you realize how stressful it is when you're just trying to wait for that person to finish so you can speak you're tense you like you're twitching you're anxious you're nervous that is a not a nice feeling but if you just yeah. relax just let them speak and just enjoy the conversation which is what this is all about conversation with a human that no one has anymore yeah i completely agree like i'm i was one of those people uh like growing up that i'd have to sit on the phone with someone to go to sleep i'm like hey call me i'm going to bed come talk talk to me until i fall asleep i couldn't i had to have the tv on like that that talking and that communication was was like peaceful you know i grew up in in the city parts where no matter what time there's always someone outside there's always someone talking someone walking around um and then you go from that to when you're like now in times like don't don't call me don't text like just text me you know if you're not gonna have a real conversation because no one has real conversations just freaking text me i don't want to i don't want to sit on the phone with you for 20 minutes for you to tell me you're mad about somebody like that's great okay fine you could have told me you could have texted me that that hey i'm having a crappy day what are you doing like you can text me that unless it's like an emergency you know and i feel bad because it we're losing that one-on-one like you said like no one makes calls anymore when someone does call you're like why the hell are you calling me like just just text me i'm busy like click or whatever um uh so and it's interesting like i have nieces and nephews that are coming up so and they they're to the point now where they have they have cell phones and they can they can text me or they can call me 
you know, and my niece, she calls me the other day out of the, out of the blue and just, just calls. And I'm like, no one does that anymore. Like that's, it's refreshing to see that there's still a younger generation that still like implies on talking to you, implies on like making, like you said, if you don't make yourself known that you're around, people forget about you, you go absent. So like for me to know that my, you know, my 10 year old niece or my 12 year old nephew, you know, can call or text me now when I've, you know, held them as a baby, it's, it's just really interesting to see the different diagram, the diadem, uh, the different uh, dialogue I can have from my generation to theirs, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Like, like you said, I think <clears throat> like, I'm very, I'm someone who literally, I can't stand texting. I'll voice note you. Okay. Text you if okay. I have to, or for whatever reason, I would rather voice note or simply just FaceTime you. And yeah, you're right. It's like, what's up? It's like, why couldn't you fucking answer and say you're busy <laughs> or whatever? Why have you got to not answer the call and text me saying, what's up? I just want to see your face, mate. For fuck's sake. Like, yeah, and yeah. literally they're just in like they're in bed on their phone anyway i'm like what well, you're trying to find a connection on instagram i am trying to reach out and connect and you yes. fucking decline my call oh my god we can we can talk the whole hour about that alone like because that pisses me off like there's people out there that i'm like hey what are you doing are you busy and they, they don't respond like you have your phone in your hand at least 40 45 percent of the time like i don't care what you're doing the human like the person who who has a cell phone, regardless age, gender, or sex, whatever you want to, whatever you want to classify yourself as, you have your phone in your hand at least one time every five minutes. I know this because I have watched people pick their phone up seven times in five minutes. There are people that check their phone every thirty seconds because it's it's not even a habit anymore. It's it's instilled in them to just reach over and look, reach over and look. And like me personally, I don't have people. There's no one to call my phone or text my phone. I can go two days without any messages or any calls and it's great, you know? But then I, there's days where I like, I get three people calling me back to back. Like, oh, I was off the phone with this person. Oh, what's up, you know? Um, but yeah, like no one does that. It's not, it's not something we do anymore. And I feel like, I don't, how old you, I don't know how old you are. Um, 27. Per se. 27, okay, right, same age. So like we grew up where you had to call your friend and be like, hey, you want to hang out or hey you want to go do something there was no no text messaging there was no internet like it is today the internet has evolved so much that it consumes people where the only thing you used to do on the internet was either jump in a, in a chat room send an email or fucking play a video game but there was no like surfing the web there was no fucking oh i'm gonna make friends with this guy and this girl i want to spend all day sitting pictures with each other and no like that's not what you did you went outside you went and did shit with your family your friends like you as a productive person of society and the internet's killing it. The technology's killing it because it's everything at your fingertips. Like they say, you don't have to go out. You don't have to go anywhere to meet friends. You don't have to, you know, everything's like you said, everything's digital. There's no physical age. It's, um, <clears throat> yeah. Like I remember the times when I would call my friend and it would be like, I'm just having dinner. I'll meet you in 10 and I'm walking to the park. That 15 minutes is so exciting. And I look at the park <laughs> and I can see him playing football. Dan! And like that is so fucking exciting. Like, for example, your mate lives three hours away. It's oh, let's just FaceTime. It's too long. No, let's make an effort to move and yes. like and count down the hours and get a Starbucks on the way. Where are you, bro? Oh, I'm two hours away. Um, like that 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 motion of like excitement, yeah. like building up to buying something. Like nobody wants to see anyone anymore unless they're around the corner. Like. When I meet somebody, it's so exciting. I get dressed up. I'm in the mode. I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat with them. 
I'm on that train. Yeah, the fucking train's an hour, but it's exciting. And all of a sudden you get off at the train station, you look around, where are you? Can't see you. That's exciting, man. And then you're yeah, like, yeah. even if you're there for two hours, like your friend could have seen you for 40 minutes as he was on his phone for 40 minutes. That would have been amazing 40 minutes. But it says he's on his phone looking for yeah. something better. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, two hours on, a, on like two hours in someone's convenient space is really awesome. Like it, it changes your whole mood. Literally you come back from that day and you feel like you feel different when you see someone. I've noticed this when you see someone or you do something with someone, even when you go down the pub or whatever, you feel good about your life. That laughter, that banter, that connection, something you can't really get even over a FaceTime call, because it's just that that backwards and forwards rapport, the energy, their smell, that you can see them. Yeah, we're starving ourselves of blood, basically. Oh, I, I, I agree 110%. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, 100%. And, I, um, and um, like, my, like, like I said, my friend I just got to hang out with last night, like, we haven't talked in two years almost. And I was like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm off work. You want to hang out? He was like, yeah, come on through. And like the time of that day, like yesterday, I was like, oh man, I'm, I can hang out with my buddy. You know, he was at work. So he was like, hey, I'm off work. I got up from my nap at like five o'clock after work. And I was like, all right, I'm on my way. Walked to 45 minutes versus like him coming to give me, which is a five minute, like a five minute trip. But I walked, I would rather walk like 30 minutes up the street and be like, hey, I made it, you know, like what's up? And so like that, that was my, like you said, that goal, that, that meeting and being with someone or that, oh, I'm going to go up traveling, traveling to meet someone. I feel like it's the greatest experience you can have. It, I don't know if it's because I like have to travel as a kid and I've been like to Mexico, I've been to Arizona, I've been to California, New Orleans, like I got to travel and meet all these interesting people. So maybe that's how I feel like that. But I agree. Like it's not just meeting someone is traveling or going a distance to meet them is kind of exciting. It's like, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm doing something that, that you wouldn't, I would say not normally do, but you would normally do, but it's, I don't know. It's like, now you put it in that perspective. It is kind of exciting. Like you, you look forward to it almost. For example, right. If you were a family member and it would have to take me an hour to get to the, uh, to the airport, I'd have to wait three hours till check-in. I've got a 15-hour flight. Then I've got a two-hour drip to you. And then, to me, <laughs> that whole process is a journey. Imagine there's no time, right? That process mm-hmm. of I'm going to see something or want something, I want to buy something, see my family member, that is exciting. It's, that's, to me, that's the same as walking five minutes to see a friend. It's that whole process of I have to go through this process before I see this person this ultimate goal and that process may be like say 20 hours or whatever versus five minutes it's the process that excitement that building up i'm mentally in that flow of i've got to be on this plane for 15 hours but it's exciting because i'm almost there it's not 15 fucking hours it's i'm 13 hours closer to see my friend 12 hours closer um, i've got family yeah. around the world and whenever you see them occasionally you like you have to go on a massive journey and it's just like it's not about oh, what a waste of time you're on a high you're on that build of like mm-hmm. I'm almost there. Like walking up a mountain, it's not the it's it's a struggle, but you're getting to the top. That's what the RC. That's the goal. Yeah, that's so the goal. It's not there. the struggle. <laughs> that's the whole motion. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Like like I guess I live in Colorado, and my 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 family lives in Texas and Oklahoma and all those southern states. So like anytime I go see them, like yeah, like sometimes I do fly because I need to get there quick. But a lot of times I'll drive the 13 hours 
uh, it is to get there just because I want to drive those 13 hours to get there. It's just something about that, that journey too, or that, that in transit, you know, like you get to stop at this place. Oh, I didn't see that last time. Oh, they built that. Oh, that's, you know, like the first trip I made, I went a different route. The trip back, I'm going to go a different route. On the way back home, I'm going to go a different route. And like, you get to see all this different stuff or you get to see how like the the world or the community is, is being productive and producing and, and like doing all this stuff. And like, you know, you could miss, they didn't, they didn't have that gas station there last time. Like they didn't have that Bucky's or they didn't have that big 7-Eleven or, or they didn't have that Jimmy Joe, whatever it is that you're looking for that, you know, your favorite place to stop. Oh, we get tamales from this place because it's, it's the one place that they sell these particular tamales in the whole freaking state. Like, yeah, with the stop by there, you know, like, I don't know, like that, that's, those are memories or those are moments that later in life, you don't realize like, man, that, that was a really good moment. That was a really good time. And you, you also have something to talk about. Like when you get there, like, oh, how was your trip? Man, you won't believe what I saw. Or, oh man, you can't, you can't understand this crazy lady that was in my line this week. Like, you know, those, those things make it worth it, you know? Yeah, you see different people, different cultures, different fields, farms, mountains, stuff that you wouldn't normally see if they're in the sky. Because you just simply like you're too high up. You see like so much amazing land and desert and fields and mm. stuff. And like you see people and like you again, you stop off at McDonald's and they have like this specific burger that isn't in your usual one. And then mm-hmm. you sit down and then you just enjoy it and you get back in the car and you stop up for a motel on the side of the road and then you meet someone outside for a beer and you start chatting, then you realize that he likes playing Xbox games like you do. And then you see like a shooting star. That is what life yeah. is and was. And now it's just yeah. like, we're all in a fucking box. We don't see anything. All we see no. is like what's around us. Um, when you speak about it like that, it fucking like motivates me just to like go on a, a drive and just don't know where you're going. Just drive and find a, a hotel. Like that is what is exciting about life. And it's just, uh, you look back, I think about the future and I look back at this generation. We're missing out on life like maybe there'll be a point where we suddenly get so pissed off with our phones that we just get so mad and throw them and then call our friend for a cuddle and then <laughs> we don't, yeah but we look back and we're like missing out on on existence like what did these humans do there's no proof of anything anymore. they didn't build anything anymore they just have all these like metal phones in the ground like where's the photos of these people what ge- like what happened in this generation there's no photos anymore there's nothing like nothing concrete that yeah i i agree because like you said everything's like digital so our ancestors everything's like on a rock things that would last a long ass time like (coughs) sorry (coughs) yeah like they last a long ass time and everything's digital so (coughs) oh my goodness (coughs) right alexa if you're listening which you are call the ambulance (laughs) I'm over here having a sending an ambulance to Colorado. <laughs> no, um, but like, yeah. So, like, and let's say you know humans die off in a million years. There's not going to be any buildings left. All our buildings are made to be quick up, uh, like be fireproof, but they're not weather resistant for long periods of time. We don't have like there's not going to be art anywhere. There's not going to be anything anywhere to to represent the humans besides like. Oh, all these chicken bones in the ground. They must have really had a war with these birds. There must have been humans and birds going to war with each other. There's all these bones in the ground of animals. Like, you know, like you can only make those assumptions. But what happens when there's no more technology? 
or what happens if like there's no imprint of the human race left besides like the ancient times and like oh i guess these people only had this little bit of technology or this little bit of that like that's so true when you think about like stonehenge and like the pyramids they've been up the chinese wall for example that's been up for (coughs) fucking thousands of years that probably will be there forever you look at the way houses are built these days, a bit of sand, a bit of wood, in a storm, in a fire, in a flood. That piece oh. of wood's just going to flop and it's just going to be like nothing, like like nothing. They'll be like, was there any humans at this point or did they become extinct? Like, there's, there's going to be nothing, like nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up when you think about it. Like, well, huh, maybe I should like build a monument to myself or something. Gosh. But yeah, yeah like, there's no. It's crazy. You know what no they say? Photos, you, no photos, like, no buildings, nothing. No clothes, like, like nothing. 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 No. Because everything degrades. Like everything we have is gonna, it's gonna be gone. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the show Life Without Humans, where they show like everything like kind of decaying and what would be left or what wouldn't be. But yeah, nothing's gonna make it. It'll just take a few bad storms over like 20 years and it's done. Absolutely. You know, like um, derelict abandoned buildings on YouTube. So people explore like abandoned buildings and derelict places. Yeah. yeah? Hospitals, uh-huh. hotels, whatever. Some mansion, whatever. Well, there's this place in Japan on another island. And it's like a like a 50 story building on an island. You've got a boat across to get to it, to Japan or whatever. Um, you see like these massive trees just growing out of it. And it's like, holy shit, there was civilization here. Now there's just big trees and like just taken over it just shows you how nature can literally take over in just seconds so yeah like that's it just like nature will just take over everything and then like cities will be swamps and there'll just be a house and there'll be animals living inside and a bird flies out um, <laughs> and there's a hole in the roof and there's like trees growing out it's it's like a lost lost world it's like lost you know like where there's just like you see lost like years ago the, the film or whatever um just like small houses and cars and there's like just trees and everyone's lost or something yeah, like that. No, like a plane there and yeah. I've seen that. Like like I said, my my grandpa's they're from the south. So like going to see them all the time and driving through their back town and back roads, like you see houses that I mean have trees, like literal trees growing out of them or vines have grown all over the whole tree and the roof is caved in and the, the doors and stuff are falling. It's like it's beautiful in a way, but it's also like sad because I'm like, man, that used to be a beautiful spot. That, that used to be an amazing thing at one point. Now nature's taking over. Um, have you seen, there's a movie called Aeon Flux and they have these little societies where like some people are mutated or whatever, but these societies have a wall and outside this wall is nothing but like nature has, has overrun it. Hang on, stop talking. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, continue. It was, uh, it was frozen. Oh, um, they're, they, uh, they're outside the wall. There's like nature has taken over. So like, they don't go out there and it's like the danger area and everyone's afraid of it. Um, or like after earth where like humans die off and all these animals, uh, evolve into bigger, stronger species. And, you know, a one human lands there and they're like, you don't belong here. We're going to mess you up. And it's like their natural reaction to investigate this person. You know, and then he gets the brunt end of animal na- of nature. You know, it's just things like that make you wonder, like, if humans wasn't here, like, would a tree look like a tree? Because we cut trees and trim them to look a certain way. You know, we 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 trim bushes and, and we cut grass. But if you just let that grow, it, yeah, like, take it would take sure, over like, anything. <clears throat> if, you, like, sure, if you think of a big, massive, massive tree, right, 
it's so big and but that branch looks big but it's balanced by the other branch whereas for example man will come down and be like all oh, that branch is too big we're going to chop it so now the balance of the tree in terms of the weight is unbalanced so now mm -hmm. you have to chop that bit because that's going to fall off whereas if you just and now you've got like this stump with no arms it's like if mm -hmm. you just allowed that tree to branch out it's a big tree but it would balance it out and yeah. then um again like there's less oxygen less acorns to make new trees and then we're like trying to plant trees because fucking humans have destroyed everything no yeah we have but we didn't need to do that like that tree would have been just fine. Like I go for walking woods and I see all these fallen trees and no joke, another tree is growing out of it. Like a big yep. tree, an actual yep. tree has grown out of yep. a fallen tree. And it's like nature will just take over and that tree will start to rot and become earth and become mud. And mm -hmm. then that tree will sink down. And then you've got a tree in the ground and that tree doesn't exist anymore. That is fascinating. Yeah. That man doesn't have to come along and cut it down and trim it. Just let nature do it. What it's going to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, I, I just wish like, and like you see all these sci-fi movies where like people are living in like tree houses that could be could have been us we could have been indigenous people with good technology living at one with nature like that's not an issue but we come from uh, a society like i said of one one person was like i want that land to be mine and then they just take over the whole fucking map and then they destroy all the land and like oh we're gonna we're gonna cut all the trees down kill all the animals and put a city like well then what are you gonna eat what are you how are you gonna grow your food how are you gonna survive if you get rid of all this like, you know, we built all these cities, but a lot of cities don't have crops. They don't have any, they have to import all their food. They have no food growing in their state. And that's, that's, that's bad. Like, that's what are we going to do when, when like a, a drought comes or like some kind of uh, bacteria plague comes around and you can't get almonds anymore because almonds are extinct now because the fucking bacteria killed them all. You know, like we can't import Brazilian nuts at certain times of the year because the bacteria on them. And because they'll attack our other plants, like, like that's a serious thing. And people don't people don't realize like we're just messing it up by building over, moving like the land is trying to trying to adapt to us, and it, we should be adapting to it. It's true. Like, so the uh, a developer will come across some land and build like a a city or a town or an estate of like say a thousand people, but that's miles and miles and miles out from hospitals, food and stuff. But it's never mind. They do delivery. Oh, okay. If Walmart delivers. It's like, well, what happens if Walmart can't deliver? What happens if there is a flood or there is a drought? Like, what are you going to do? And everyone's so dependent on everyone that they forget to be independent. And um, when no one's there to depend on, you realise, I am fucked. It's three hours just to get <laughs> to the farmer. Like, yeah. and, and like you see yeah. it like when there's like storms in North Carolina and shit. You see all these houses just destroyed. And you look around, it's just fucking desert. It's like, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, no yeah. wonder there was a storm because storms aren't <laughs> storms. Like storms come where there's like just open space and stuff because of the temperature and the wind. Uh, and you build there. Like, what did you expect? Tornado's going to be like, oh no, not this city. We'll go this way. Like, what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> what exactly? Exactly. And you know when they started building cities and towns like like hundreds of years ago, they didn't plan for. The conditions that we know about today they just like oh we're gonna put a big circle this is gonna be the town it's gonna be a big circle we're gonna put the highway in a circle like we're not gonna get any bigger than this this is as big as the town's gonna get yeah bump it like 200 years later now you have oh, like seven million people living in your fucking city and now you got traffic because there's no no logical explanation to why your city's built in a fucking dome and you can't go anywhere like so it's it's just funny like how you can 
look at knowledge from back in our late old day or whatever you want to call it to now present time and it's like they didn't know shit what they were doing they was really fucking up and now we have the chance to fix it and we're still fucking it up even worse and it's like what are we gonna do what are we gonna leave for for like your kids or your kids kids or or your kids 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 or even your like your great uncle niece's cousin's child like whatever you know it's like what are you gonna what's gonna be left nothing but like debt and fucking war like no that's not what we're doing yeah like just uh nothing that means anything just like bollocks anyway we've done an hour um let's stop it do you e- want to plug anything whilst you're in um oh yeah you can follow me on instagram you know uh prolific view prolific underscore views you know i'm out there i'm always happy to always doing new projects i'm dropping some new photos today for uh, my last project um yeah that that's all i got i'm ready to do some more i hope to get get to talk to you on my show next um here in the next few weeks as i get everything ironed out and, and set in so i'm excited i'm so hyped to get to talk to you and be here man I'm thankful. Grateful. I'm going to stop recording and we'll just say goodbye at the end, all right?